position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hip, hip. Hello, and welcome to episode number 376 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this uh, Saturday, the 8th of January. It's our first show of the new year, 2022. Happy New Year, everyone, and we're never going to mention it again. We're safe now until Valentine's Day, and then after that, it's just a long, slow, agonizing slide towards taxes in April. But anyway, uh... Saturday, January 8th, 2022, uh, 1945 p.m., 7.45 p.m., Pacific Coast, left coast, coast of the most crack engineer, I Molina, Happy New Year, Ivor, you're fired, over there holding up the whiskey sign, that's a good idea, that would, of course, make it for our sequel friends, 2022, 0108, uh, Ivor, yeah, you have a good New Year? Yeah, me neither. Yeah. You got fired right before New Year's, didn't you? Oh, you got fired right after New Year's, too. And yet you're still here. It's a fucking mystery. Whiskey. Tip, 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 drink. Oh. Let's get straight to our top stories. 
Before we get to our three main topics uh, this week, as per tradition, we do our stats episode right after New Year's or thereabouts, and our Steam Awards wrap-up episode right after New Year's. We're combining those into this episode. Um, and then with a little bit of what I'm playing uh, to round out you know, the overall gamesmanship aspect of the best Linux Games podcast, because it is called the Best Links Games Podcast, not the best you know, blah, but first we have a couple of um, well, straight to our top stories um, Thursday was the one year anniversary of the January 6th insurrection uh, uh, the attempt to violently overthrow the government here in America, it was the first time that we have not had a transful, uh, peaceful transition of power ever in our country's history and boy oh boy these cocksuckers I don't mean the people who were actually there I mean they were cocksuckers too uh I don't give a fuck you know like (laughs) I don't give a fuck what you say you broke into the fucking capital and you tried to kill you tried to overthrow the government either you're a fucking idiot or ignorance of that is no excuse and it seems like these people really want a lot of um, leeway in what they say and do and in fact it's not that they want a lot of leeway they want, they think that anything is unfair if it's not the way they want it and on top of that they love to tell everyone else what they can and can't do it's just ridiculous if you haven't seen it on Netflix, I highly recommend it. I enjoyed it immensely. It's called Don't Look Up. It's a movie. It's meant to be a metaphor about global warming, but um, I think the way that it treats the basic uh, GOP-led um, war on science that's been uh, percolating throughout their Coke brothers and uh, etc. Th- funded think tanks uh, ever since 1980 when Exxon uh, decided that, oh wait, you know what? Global warming. Because at first they mounted a full response. But anyway. And so Republicans just in general hate it. Hate it. Whenever someone says you're wrong. They don't like it. They don't like it. They cannot stand it, in fact. And uh, that's why we have 800,000 people who are currently dead from COVID and why we're, you know, staring down the barrel of, at the very best, um, democracy right now in America is walking a tightrope. That's all I have to say. And it is in a hurricane right now. Our to be on the wire is life, the rest is just waiting well we gotta turn this shit around mas pronto and it does not look like anyone has the political willpower or the coordinated um uh coordinated uh caucus building capacity to bring any forces to bear and the supreme court this week ruling on uh, looking at the vaccine mandate Go look up Dahlia Lithwick's coverage of that. It will give you a very good picture 
of where we are. So fuck you, GOP, GQP, and fuck all of you people who are like, fuck you for having blue hair, you know, blah, 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 blah. My blue hair doesn't hurt anybody. You guys tried to overthrow the fucking government and you want to whitewash it now. It's pathetic. It's delusional and it's sad. And we are headed towards a civil war. So, craziest thing about uh, January 6th, I mean, I, I watched all of it as it happened live on TV one year ago. And more so than New Year's, I had a shitty New Year's this year. Um, I was up all night the night before New Year's Eve, and I went to sleep on New Year's Eve at like fucking 7 or 8 o'clock at night. First time I in my entire life, I didn't see any fireworks, not even on TV. First year of my adult life that I did not sing Auld Lang Syne with anyone, not even to myself. Though I was asleep. It was still depressing. I don't handle New Year's Eve well to begin with this year in particular. But it wasn't until January 6th hit us the anniversary that it just occurred to me what a fucking time warp we've been in like we are we are soon we'll be out amidst the cold world strife soon we'll be sliding down the razor blade of life yeah we're watching a fascist authoritarian uh no longer slow moving coup as uh, as Bill Maher would say it is now an overt fast moving coup and these people are not to be reasoned with which is unfortunate they're not to be reasoned with and they're not to be trusted um so that is a terrible spirit to begin the new year with but hey when Antonin Scalia refuses to fight, it wasn't Scalia um Sam Alito I think it was Sam Alito one of the Supreme Court, conservative Supreme Court justices, you gotta look up Dahlia Lithwick's reporting on what happened this week in, in the Supreme Court uh, the arguments about vaccine mandates is just un-fucking- believable. Remember, my friends, as the need to believe increases, the ability to tell truth from fiction decreases and that's the honest way of saying it. That's French for you lie to yourself the more you need to lie to yourself the more you lie to yourself if you're an idiot or if you're desperate or greedy for something if you have a weakness a weakness for power a weakness for financial advantage a weakness for winning, a weakness of ego, a weakness of fundamental character and lack thereof, a weakness of intellect, a weakness of critical thinking skills and logical ability to reason your way out of anything. It's what the GQP calls motivated reasoning and that's something that they've been preaching along with the prosperity doctrine since the fucking Gingrich era, but motivated reasoning means you start the conclusion you wish that, that you want you know, you start your argument you reverse engineer and then you reverse engineer your argument from there and as people refute each individual point, you just shift the point to something else, instead of ever owning up to you know, you're right 
This is a terrible idea. We're all going to die. We only have one plan. Oh, COVID is a fucking airborne, you know, blah, 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 blah. But uh, the time warp uh, I'm talking about is like, it seems like it was yesterday. One year ago, two days ago. Seems like it was yesterday. It was the worst thing I had seen since September 11th. And in a lot of ways, it was basically worse than September 11th. Um, Because we, you know, we'd been Pearl Harbor before, but we, these people almost fucking overthrew the government. And what we've learned over the intervening year is that you know, Democrats are being stonewalled and there's no sense of urgency from Merrick Garland to bring the necessary, and I swear to God, you know, I am pretty much apolitical when it comes to this shit. I'm not looking for a political advantage. You know why? I don't need, I'm a Democrat, but I, you know, we don't need a political advantage. We don't, we're the only fucking party that for the last 20 years has wanted to do anything with government for the people has whose policies have been overwhelmingly fucking approved by the people and who have spent just fucking year after year half decade after half decade lurching from Republican created crisis to Republican Republican created crisis be it economic or whatever and now they're just lying constantly and Fox News fuck you and fuck you fucker Tarlson and fuck you Ted Cruz anyway it's a horrible dark 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 stygian oblivion caliber level of darkness path that we are like 80% down the road to the point of no return absolutely no return and the last 20% goes fast so anyway that's that's what I was thinking of this new year so happy new year everyone that's the last time we're going to say it also today would have been Stephen Hawking's uh, 80th birthday and I remember when he died it was it it put me down for like three days I, and I was so surprised I couldn't believe that it, it it got to me that that hardcore but it was like a light had gone out of the world like a, a you know I didn't know the man um but he was he was a treasure to the species uh, it'd be like uh, had I been around or aware when Einstein died, you know a light went out of the world but anyway so, happy birthday Stephen Hawkins you're right, I wore more whiskey, you're fired so, let's get straight to um, like I said we'll we'll, (laughs) we kind of have like two features here well, three features actually. So I guess we're gonna ditch the what I'm playing. Uh, maybe, whatever. But anyway, first things first. A couple weeks ago, we made our our picks for the Steam Awards, which generally are always pretty off from what actually wins. This year, fuck! 
Oh my god, this year the results, the actual winners of the Steam Awards, and I'm going to go through the through them category by category were bewildering! Because most of them, most of the games that won were games that not only did I, had I not played, but like some of them I don't know, man, I don't know this is a janky kind of funky Steam, I, I don't know what's going on, I want to see what the I, I demand an audit and a recount. Get me Maricopa County fucking county commissioner. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like, I, I don't have any skin in this particular game because it's just a... I just like the Steam Awards because it's... You know, I think they need to make a bigger deal out of it. This year, they made a less big deal of it than they did last year, it seems like. But uh, I think they need to make a bigger deal out of it every year. Because it's so cool. It's like the People's Choice Awards. But then again, you know, who knows? You you I think you might share my confusion. And you know, if anyone if anyone uh is like, oh no, those are my favorite games, then please hit me up on the DM uh on Twitter at Vegas Writer, V-E-G-A-S-W-R-I-T-E-R, and just let me know that, or hit me up in the Discord and just, you know, just ping me with like, no, those seem about right. But okay, so here were the games that actually won the 2021 Steam Awards. First of all, the game of the year went to Resident Evil Village. Okay, I can't keep track of all the Resident Evil games, and I, I hate them all. I don't like survival horror. Um, and blah, but I especially hate Resident Evil flavored survival horror. And they're all named Resident Evil. Like, they keep fucking putting out a new Resident Evil that's named Resident Evil, like, every three years now. It's like they're so fucking lazy they don't even fucking bother to title their reboots or their sequels. I hate that. But Resident Evil Village, I haven't even seen a fucking video of this game all year. So that one was a shocker. The game of the year, Resident Evil Village. That's what the people voted for. Next one was a mystery to me as well. Because I was informed, the way I was told that the Steam Awards worked was that the game had to have come out between December 5th of 2020 and whatever the start of the Game Award. I'm pretty sure those were the rules for this year. December 5th of the year of 2020 so the if we were in 2021, that's what these awards are for. For the, tw- you know, 2020 12.05, I want to say, was the cutoff. It had to come out after that. So, Labor of Love went... Oh, wait! Labor of Love was the one of the only categories that had an exclusion to, the, to that caveat. Okay, so Labor of Love went to Terraria. Which is like, wow, where the fuck have you guys been? <laughs> you guys haven't fucking played any other game other than Terraria this year. I don't know. Outstanding visual style went to Forza Horizon 5, a game that ostensibly uh, I've heard reports that people have gotten it to work on Linux. I, did, I couldn't get it to run on Linux. Might be because any number of problems on my end but uh, I haven't played it it looked amazing, I've seen videos of it, it looks so awesome so that one makes sense, Forza Horizon 5 uh, the better with friends it takes two 
It Takes Two won the Better With Friends category, which makes pretty decent sense. Like, that game's been overpriced, though. When it was released, the week of its release, I want to say, it released into a sale. And it was like $15 or something. Something like that. I can't remember. I don't own it. I haven't played it. But I've seen some of it, you know, blah. And it's been... Lots of people really like that game. It's a good... It looks like a good two-player game. Look, Heave Ho would have been my pick, but I'm not sure if that came out last year or the year before. But anyway, so Better With Friends, it takes two. Most innovative gameplay went to Deathloop, which... I know, people have asked me, why haven't you played? Because I didn't like Dishonored and a lot of people have had a lot of mixed things to say about the gameplay in Deathloop and it's not the game that I thought it was going to be when I saw like a when I uh, during like the the Steam Summer, uh, not sale, but like, you know, the Steam Summer Festival of like where they have like demos of games that are only available for like one week and they have like preview videos of games that are like still in early alpha you know blah 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 that's when I first heard about Deathloop and I thought it was a totally different game than what it ended up being and it's pretty expensive um, so I'm unqualified to judge Deathloop um, I do know that uh, ProtonDB let me make sure of this Proton. thank you Ivor you're fired you should have done this I told you to Oh man. Fucking engineer my ass. Yeah, okay, it's a silver on uh Oh, okay. Five days ago. Uh oh, he's running Garuda Linux. <laughs> yeah, lots of people are having problems with Deathloop on Linux. But anyway, I haven't played it one of these days if I ever have money again if I ever get my hands on a dollar again uh, I'll, I'll be sure to pick up Deathloop or I'll just wait for it to go on sale <laughs> the best game you suck at was also a huge surprise I was thinking there's so many different I was th- I was hoping for High Fleet because like, I always try to like give first of all I can only pick games that you know I have experience with Ideally, and then if I don't have experience with them, like this this year, we picked I picked a random game for virtual reality because I hadn't played a new virtual reality game that qualified for the cutoff periods. Um, because I go through phases with virtual reality. But anyway, the best game you suck at this year for the Steam Awards, Neo Two Complete, which ostensibly runs on Linux, but you can't. It doesn't run with the cutscenes. The same thing with Neo. The first that's N I O H. Uh, November India Oscar Hotel. So I, I haven't played Neo Two complete. It looks like uh, well, friend of the show Jeff Jeffy Wise said it's like Dark Souls meets uh, Sekiro. You know, so it's like a very Japanese Dark Souls kind of. Blah, like the cinema though looks amazing and the story and the translation and the facial animations and everything look fantastic and that's even just from the previous game which came out like seven years ago or five years ago or something like that um, it's expensive so I, I and I'm not going to play a game where I can't see the 
cutscenes in a story-driven game, you know, hack and slash, skill-based, but story-driven, and then, you know, giant fucking boss fight, awesome graphics-driven game, and they evidently went out of their way to do a decent translation, but anyway, best game you suck at went to Neo 2 Complete. Best soundtrack went to Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, a game which I've gotten to get to, I've gotten to almost the menu! And I've returned it, I bought it, I've returned it, I've bought it again, and I've returned it again, and I've bought it again. I haven't tried it uh, in like a month, though. So, I can't attest to any of that. Um, The best story-rich game went to, and this was actually, it's funny, because this game was on my short list for all sorts of different categories for my picks for the Steam Awards this year, but this one, I kind of, I shoved it off to the side, because I forgot how really good and amazing the story was, but I'm I'm pleased that this this game won Story Rich um, Steam Award, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and if you don't know anything about that game, just buy it, don't look up anything about it. Don't listen to what anyone has to say. If because there are super spoilers, anything that anyone says to you is going to be a super spoiler. Just trust me, your friends, Cookie Sprite. Buy it through Steam. If you don't like it, or if it, you know, the performance isn't what you like, or if you have any problems, you can just return it that way. But that's be- trust me. This game is worth you know taking taking a chance on love take my word, just take me at my word if you're if you still have virgin ears and and no one has ruined any of the awesome things that happen in that game for you yet go, just go get it for reals even if you're not sure if it's going to run on your computer because you can still return it that's the glory of steam um, and that's all I'm going to say about cyberpunk 2077 and finally, the for the Steam Awards for 2021, the final award was the Sit Back and Relax Award, and it went to Farming Simulator 22, which is weird because last week I was looking through like the Steam Store client page, and it had Farming Simulator some number, and I was like, they've made that many fucking Farming Simulator? Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's not my idea of relaxation. I would go through our picks, but I don't have them in front of me, and I don't care to look them up. But trust me, this year, we got nothing right. The closest we came was Cyberpunk 2077, and I didn't even mention that in our picks. It wasn't even an honorable mention. So, yeah, you know, I don't know if that's an indictment of how out of touch we are, or what, or if, like, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't know what to make of this year's Steam Awards, but I do like it, it's the People's Choice Awards of video games, and I think, I still think that's cool, um, I hope you all voted, and if you didn't, don't worry, we'll all probably still not be dead by this time next year, so hopefully we'll see you again. That brings us to... Well, we should call this our feature, but 
I'm not going to make Ivor baste us with the feature thing. Uh, every year after New Year's, we do the stats. The raw stats for what we have done, the horror that we have wrought, the pain that we have caused and inflicted on the greater mindscape of the interwebs and etc. Um, this year, I only have a few consequential numbers to impart to you this year. This year, we bought 153 games and that excludes like all of the porno games I bought last month. I bought like fucking 15 porno games because they're always good to have in your back pocket because like about once a year we do like a big porno game episode. Um the Fap Attack episode. I don't know what the fuck you call it. But anyway, excluding, I think excluding the porn games that 153 games this year. Lots of good ones too. Lots of games that did not make it onto the show because we were the best Linux games podcast, not the worst Linux games podcast, not the mediocre Linux games podcast. Um, so 153 games, that is in 52 weeks. That averages to like 100,000 games a week. That's a lot of fucking games. Um, and it cost around three grand. Our outlay for the show this year was around three grand. Um, that's actually much higher. The, the weird thing, one of the cool things about doing the stats every year is I have to do it anyway because I gotta figure out what games, you know, for like the Steam Awards and for our Game of the Year Awards thing, I gotta look at everything so I have to, I just you know, eight years in now, I just fucking put them all into a spreadsheet and I know how to fucking chop it all up and blah um but I thought there were many less games this year than normal and I I mean, I'm, I was thinking it was like 80, but it's 153 and I've weeded this list it's 153-ish. It's at least 150. Somewhere between 150 and 160. Um, I, yeah, I was impressed by that. Um, now we're entering, of course, into the dark times. That weird, awkward space between New Year's and um, the spring, which is never a good video game season, but now, thanks to Steam and Valve and, you know, blah, it's a 20, it's a 12 month a year release schedule, there is no it's not as seasonal as it used to be but, uh, some games that we didn't mention um, that we I, you know, whatever, these are just some titles that jumped out at me, uh, as I'm going through this, uh uh, Heavenly Bodies I'll, I'll go, I'll, actually I'll start at the beginning of the year, uh Sea of Solitude Runs on Linux. Everspace 2. Uh, Journey to the Savage Planet. Uh, Valheim. Other games that we covered in our uh, Game of the Year and our Steam Awards picks episode. Um, Hellish Quart. Which is still in early access, so it's not officially out. Uh, 
Doom Eternal Year One. That's like the, I think it's the expansion DLC, which I haven't beaten yet because it's a little hard. Um, Crimson Clover World Ignition. That's a great space shooter. Uh, Narita Boy. Uh, Ground Branch, which is a game that we have not really talked a lot about because I don't really like it that much, but other people do. Um, Alien, uh, Aliens Fire, Aliens Fire Team Elite. Uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 Necromunda Hired Gun Police Simulator Patrol Officers which is a game I enjoyed immensely even though like it, they're still working on it a lot like that game is not feature complete yet PGA Tour 2K21 one of my favorite games of this year miss you Master Splinter uh, Night of the Dead um The Ascent, The Ramp, Death Trash, Door Kickers 2, Mech Warrior 5, Plague Tale Innocence, I Am Fish, uh, Madness Project Nexus 2, um, a bunch of racing games that I won't bore you with, Cloudpunk, Beamanji Drive, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, uh, and yeah, that kind of brings us up to present day War Pips, which I, I wanted to give an honorable mention uh, for our Steam Awards or Game of the Year, whatever. But War Pips, War Pips, I like a lot. I've beaten it, um, and uh, you know all the other stuff like uh, fucking fights in tight places. Uh, Terminator Annihilation Line. Uh, oh yeah, Warhammer Forty Thousand Inquisitor Martyr. Um, Sky Wars Anniversary. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which I like a lot. Or yeah, yeah, that's the one that's like the composite of all the f- first three games, I think. Um. Look, I'm I'm missing missing a couple of games here. Oh yeah, no, we got Mech Warrior Five Mercy. Yeah, cool. Uh, anyway, yeah, so it, it was a a pretty fucking good year, um, for video games. It was bad in basically every other quantifiable dimension. All these companies are negative in the freedom dimension. We should make those businesses fail. Um, and then High Fleet. You know, blah blah. High Fleet and Hellish Court really. Hellish Court is so good. It's just, it's crazy. And there's no other game that's like it. It's out right now, and they're busting ass on that motherfucker. As soon as they have like a real in-game matchmaking functionality for that game, oh my god, it's gonna be so on. And I mean, Jokemon, friend of the show, Joe, Joe Jokemon Kendall, and I, back in the day. Bushido Blade 1, we used to go like first to 300. Because it's like one hit, one kill, more or less. 
And we would get these volleys going, and then eventually, after a couple months of that, Joe learned how to block effectively, and that ruined the game for me, at least. But, um... Yeah, $3,000 is a lot. I don't normally, um... I don't normally total that up and, like, disclose it on the show. Um, but this year, because, like, you know, it was just so easy to just do it with the spreadsheet straight out of fucking Steam. You know, you weed it, you prune it, and then, bam! $3,000. That's a lot. 153 games. That is also a lot. We didn't do any, um, I didn't count up how many reviews we did this year, because who the fuck really cares? Um, but we did do 52 more episodes, so for 7 solid years in a row 52 episodes times 7 in a row wow, a lot of fucking episodes alright, so yeah, I was gonna do a what I'm playing, but this is like you know, 37 minutes, it's pretty it's pretty, it's good enough, we talked a lot of, about a lot of uh, a lot of games, uh, one thing I wanted to mention though, was uh, I beat on Friday morning, yesterday morning, I beat Fights in Tight Places, and that game is magnificent. Took me about 68 hours to beat it. Yeah, I'm at 70 hours, and I'm almost at the end of my next run. Um, There's some really fun achievement gets in that game, but that game is really, really good. You should definitely check out Fights in Tight Places. Um, The other game that I I'm playing now because fucking Witcher season two was only goddamn eight episodes long. Fuck you! I'm still not over my anger at that. I was so pissed. I'm still so pissed. Eight up, ep- eight episodes. Oh, fine. You're driving us. Oh, and then you're gonna leave us with a clip. Oh, okay, fine. I'll see you in like two years. Great. Yeah. Maybe if then. Ah, uh, fuck. Summer. Kill Pen Sylvester for me. Mr. Pooey Buttle's been here the whole time, though. Um, but that has sent me back into Witcher 3, which is just fucking amazing. I can't believe that I only played for I when a game came out, like it's like it's like five years old now. It looks phenomenal still. And it's it's Red Dead Redemption 2 with The Witcher in the Witcher universe. I spent like an hour and a half playing Gwent, like a fucking loser, which is like their card game inside of the Witcher universe. I'm not sure if it's the stupidest game I've ever played, you know, Gwent, or if it's the greatest game I've ever played, but I love how Witcher 3 does not give a fuck what you do or how you do it, so long as you're willing to pay the consequences. It's phenomenal. Also, I want to give a quick shout out as we, uh, I'm going to close with this. Um, every night for the last, uh, six weeks at least, every single fucking night, I've been live streaming Galaga on our Twitch stream, and I've gotten to meet a lot of really cool people, including former world, world record holders and current world record holders for various different aspects of Galaga in tournaments recognized by Twin Galaxies. These people are some of the coolest people you'll ever meet. Um, and they have their own Discord. Uh, 
and their own Facebook group and all this shit. And it's just a bunch of fucking people who love Galaga. It's great. I've never gone and talked to people who've been better than me at Galaga. Um, technically better than me. Although, certainly right now, they are all better than me. I am having a hard time getting back into shape. But that's because I'm not playing on a fucking cabinet. I'm playing the actual uh, arcade game series Galaga, which is $4. The Namco arcade game series. It's $4 for Galaga. It's the best um, emulation of Galaga. But it's not that much better than you know just running it in RetroArch. But if you love Galaga, I, I just want to—I'll I'll leave you with this thought. So I, I've been interfacing with people who are as obsessed with Galaga as I've always been. Galaga came out in 1981. I started playing it when I was three or four because there was a Pizza Hut by our house that had uh, Galaga in cocktail mode, and. I was just endlessly fascinated with this game and I, so that means I've been playing this game for 39 years and there's only one other game that I've been playing for 39 fucking years that I'm still drop of the hat, like ready to play again, like oh you wanna uh, you know what, hey fuck it let's go ball, you know it's chess and Galaga that's, I mean and Galaga is just a joy so if you're short on joy check out check out the live stream you'll see some horrible Galaga you'll see some drunk, stone, frustrated insane, deranged babbling versions of me so, you know, the me that you either know and love or completely hate and loathe um, same thing to me, buddy um yeah, so here, cheers have a happy and a healthy new year uh, to you and yours stay safe and uh, keep your wits about you. That'll do it for us. So that's yeah. I, I'm not going to do the whole what I'm playing. I wanted to talk about Warhammer Skyforce Anniversary, which I also just beat. And I want to go into more detail about fights and tight, tight fights and tight spaces and cards, which I've been playing again. But we'll save it for next week. Cheers. That's our episode. And thank you uh, for another year of listening. You know, as always, you know, show is nothing without just the feedback that I get, like, although generally it's like a nightmare, but it it is always appreciated, even if I can't, even if I don't always respond in time or maybe ever. If you ever want to get in touch with me, the Discord, or hit me up on the DM on Twitter, on the Twitter machine at VegasWriter, V-E-G-A-S-W-R-I-T-E-R Alright, that'll do us it, A new year begins again The second stage of history The Immortal Words of Joe, Dragon Kendall is harder than the first Four or five times A good idea Four or five times Hi there There is delight in doing things right Four or five times It is I E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. 
You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop 3. Yada, yada, yada. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.